0: Hey everyone, before we get started with today's episode, I have a quick announcement. We're doing Life's But a Song live. It's a live episode where I got some besties of the pod together to come and sing a song from one of their episodes. So on Sunday, February 19th at 4 p.m., come on down to see live Spot a Song live at the Lori Beachman Theater here in New York City. Tickets are $15. There's a $25 food and drink minimum. There's a link also in my Instagram bio with all of this information. But yes, come on down to see us sing and perform. And, you know, also celebrate the podcast. And it's also my birthday. Yes, it's my Bobby birthday this year. So come on down to the Laurie Beachman Theater, Sunday, February 19th at 4pm uh, here in New York City. And on with the episode previously on life's but a song i usually have my guests pick things but this time i was like sierra i want to do a three episode arc with you and you said where do i where do i say where do i sign so
1: and you were the god you were saying we are we are watching this we are we're
0: talking about this (laughs) we're researching this and exactly. Gene Kelly is in two of these movies and that we're Gene going to be talking Kelly. about. They are all connected I'm and connected. all will be made, uh, all points will be connected, dotted and everything at the end of the, the next two episodes. So- Clear um, as mud, yes. Life's But A Song, so you can sing along with a special guest star or two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast, by chance, explores musicals for you. Name song, yeah. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But A Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today, well, this is the third of the trilogy of episodes featuring sierra ryan and sierra ryan as my guest today welcome back
1: hello are you sick of me yet
0: no No. never okay never we've spent over three hours talking about movies cumulative
1: hours cumulative
0: hours yes talking
1: talking broadway musical movies yes
0: yes and so this one ends our my trilogy of piecing things together thanks to listening to an episode of how did this get made yep, yep. <laughs> i mean we're Lovely. here to talk about the 1944 movie cover girl uh screenplay by virginia van up music by jerome kern lyrics by ira, ira gershwin for the most part Mostly. for those yeah. two yeah. yeah 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 uh directed by charles vitter and according to imdb Rusty Parker wins a contest and becomes a celebrated cover girl. This endangers her romance with dancing mentor Danny, Danny. McGuire.
1: Danny McGuire. I know that name. Why yes. do I know that name, John?
0: Well, Sierra, if you were part of the well, you were part of the last. <laughs> you were part of the last episode. But if you listened to the last episode, we covered. We covered xanadu as part xanadu. of a second chance theater where gene kelly plays a character that just so happens to be named danny Maguire. now i have a little theory okay that is just me making shit up really yes so in this movie rita hayworth is his star and at one point in the show that they do because he owns like a cabaret nightclub yeah. thing right yeah vaudeville burlesque
1: Va- vaudeville, all these words yeah nightclub
0: so there's that one number where all these women are coming out of doors and he's singing to them oh no uh not him who was it phil silver not nah. uh yeah phil silvers yeah. is that yeah. it, is it him or it's him right not gene kelly
1: who's, the who's complaining Yes. 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 Yes.
0: So Rita Hayworth is wearing a taxi uniform. Yes. Right? Okay. So my theory is that she might be the (sighs) this is so dumb. (laughs) In Xanadu, that number that he that Gene Kelly and Olivia Newton John have. Uh huh. My thought was that it was supposed to be Rita Hayworth. Like of the time.
1: Of the time. Going back to
0: Forties, okay. so because this so Rita Hayworth,
1: Rita Hayworth in Cover Girl, the uh, Rusty, the character is actually Olivia Newton-John, John in Kira. disguise, yes, in disguise as the muse. In
0: that's Disney. what that's where my brain went right. watching these three movies back to back. <laughs> okay,
1: you know, I I now I'll watch Cover Girl again and go, oh look look how Olivia dances now. <laughs>
0: but okay it was it's dumb i just wanted to connect another thing besides his name but what do we think of this movie
1: i really i i half of it i absolutely adore and i think part of it is uh just old beautiful old town you know classic hollywood uh movie musical and then watching it again after, obviously, I watched it in my heyday, of, yeah, 15 in my 15-year-old year, yeah. me, um, there was a lot of, well, that's a little half-baked. That's a little, okay, can we do another take of that? Or where were they going for that? But then I realized um, that the script itself, it says um, that it was uh, written by uh, Virginia Van Upp. Virginia Van yes. Up was the writer, but technically she was the script doctor. <laughs> she, oh. she took a script that and a story that really needed help and lifted it up see? a little bit. And there's some very smart dialogue that I'm like, you go, Virginia. That's that's a fucking smart line right there. That's There's some obvious things that are, you could see that a little bit of it was polished um up by by her as a writer
0: so i don't know i wanted to flip a table (laughs) i got (laughs) so angry at this movie and i'm surprised that it's written by a woman because
1: oh it was polished by a woman it was polished by a woman It was polished by a woman and and a
0: woman is credited as a screenwriter because no one asked rusty what she wanted to do they all just assumed things and i was just sitting there and and like what, what is his name i want to get the character's name right
1: well everyone has has nicknames danny is danny but rusty i don't remember what his na- actual name is and then uh uh genius the is, Phil silver's character it has a different name and it's like I, yeah i couldn't tell who the hell
0: no i wanted to talk about john cordaire older john cordaire Old
1: john cordaire the the rich guy who looks at rusty and goes Oh, that used to be my girlfriend. Oh, I have the hots for her. I'm going to so take Plucker out of the chorus and make mad yeah. at him. He's a good down... villain.
0: He is yeah, the he villain, is. yes. He
1: is. Yeah. I wrote down so casting happens when you remind the men in charge of their old flames or lusts. Great.
0: I got so I Oh, and I, even I, as a I youngster,
1: even as a young man, he was an asshole because yes he took the grand grandma who was very young at the time and was like oh you have a date no you're gonna go off with me and and you you can't you know i'm just gonna grab your arm and pull you away from everything And i was like god damn it
0: this so throughout this whole movie throughout this whole movie mr cordaire talks about rusty parker's grandmother who is maribel hicks played also by rita hayworth yes um rightfully so because she's supposed to look like her and everything right. and when he's repeating the actions that he took with maribel and how he's treating rita and that other guy whose name i don't remember and i don't really care to remember
1: pianist yeah
0: no 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 oh, no the... rita and Noel, Noel Wheaton, Noel. the the broadway producer yes. i was just like why hasn't john learned his lesson of course she's not gonna mm. go with the money no. Like that's not her. That's not what these women want. They want. No. They wanted love. They had love, and you were like, "Look, money, I can buy you things." Nah. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was so. I was so mad watching this. Yeah, movie.
1: I mean, this whole thing was the 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 theme of the female solo career versus relationships or friendships or dedication to. Like her original crew or things like that, and I, you know, as someone who's trying to audition for Broadway, I'm like, fine. She makes it on Broadway, great. Can she bring the rest of her crew with her? Can she just be like, it's part of my contract that you bring Gene Kelly and and Phil Silvers and the rest of my chorus girls with me? Because I got the I got the power as now as the cover girl. I, well, I so just, uh, just...
0: this is also another one about the fragile male ego, yes. where because it's this i oh, uh, uh this is another <laughs> this is a, a, another um oh crap what's the name of that movie i'm forgetting it right now a star is born yes. this is the same exact fucking thing as a star is born where she rises he falls and well he's not danny doesn't really fall from like uh, popularity but he has or such anything in-
1: insecurities about where he is yeah
0: he's more so in, it's not like it's not like a star is born where, you know, they cross paths and everything where as her star is rising, his star is falling. Danny Maguire doesn't in this movie <laughs> doesn't isn't really that well known. No. He's well known in Brooklyn. Yeah. Brooklyn, more New York jokes. Oh, look, well, a connection.
1: <laughs> well, once again, he's the he's he's Danny Maguire. He's the he's the local Irish boy, you know, who has a has a theater that he's trying to manage and he's trying to be a choreographer and a soloist at his um, you know he's trying to do it all
0: and like i get it that other men are talking about (laughs) rusty yeah without consenting with rusty what she wants and like that's that's great for background you know moments especially with mr cordaire and Mm -hmm. danny mcguire when mr cordaire is like hey so money talks buddy so she needs she needs comfort and things like that and so like that i understand that is great but like when when rita hayworth is in the scene and they're talking about her as if she's not there i'm like flipping tables
1: i know and i I think that's part of you you know you have to have that kind of um that kind of uh uh, challenge you know otherwise you don't have very much to the story you know Mm -hmm. for the back and forth for her it's just it's a little... She never... Rusty never is allowed to get angry and is never really allowed to just go, guys, fuck off. I want my career and I want to have a relationship and you're coming with me and this is how it's going to And be. it's
0: with fucking Danny McGuire. It's with
1: fucking Danny McGuire. Exactly. Um, Yeah.
0: Do you think, though... Okay, because I was watching this as well. Obviously, I watched this. Yeah. While I was watching this, I was paying really close attention to Rita Hayworth and her performance and everything. And there were moments that she had these like slight smirks that told me, like me, I how I read it, mm-hmm. is that although these men are pretending to be in charge and telling her what she wants, even though they don't ask her what she wants, I feel like. Both of her characters are in control of the situation. Hmm. Mostly.
1: I would have to watch that again to see if I could catch that. It's either that or she's trying to smile to charm her way, you know, because that's the only way that a woman can get anywhere is to smile at a guy and make him, you know, stroke his ego and finally get what she wants,
0: you know? (laughs) so, like, specifically when she gets kidnapped... By
1: God, I wanted to like Noel. Yes. Wait, we're not I, going we, to the party. No, we're gonna go over here. I'm like, what well, fuck you? I want to go to
0: the party. Again, I was screaming and flipping tables while uh. this was happening. But <laughs> Noel is hardcore flirting with her, basically harass sexually harassing her. Yeah. But she has this calm knowing smile on being like, I know what you're doing you're we're not doing this Mm -hmm. i'm not falling for this and like but she does well okay that's because that to me i read it as she just went that way because the path was there and it was easy and because danny broke her heart basically
1: to me to me she's smiling because that's what a woman does when a guy is is Oh, well, you're kidnapping it... me? Oh, okay. All right. Okay. I, oh, I'll just do what you want me to. Okay. All right. But and, you know, it's, it's... Well,
0: because he even, <sighs> he even tries to kiss her and she's like, not now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. But in terms of the smiling, that's just a defense mechanism or a, or a survival mechanism that women across decades have and, and millennia have learned when, okay. when, when a man is in power and...
0: That and, you're in a you moving know, car and can't moving car and
1: you can't you don't you don't have any power you better smile and play this is along. the
0: this is one of those movies too that i'm just like like you we mentioned in one of the last two episodes i can't remember yeah uh oh no xanadu we mentioned mm-hmm. you mentioned xanadu where like you can you know cut them some slack about the times and everything but like mm-hmm this shit is still happening today. There's still movies like this today. Of
1: course, of course, yeah. Not
0: as bad as like, hey, I'm going to kidnap you from a party that doesn't exist. You know, okay, fine.
1: Yeah, but it's the the constant, all the men in her life are constantly uh, putting... they're trying to put their stamp on her because of her beauty and her now you know brilliant status and the fact that she looks like her grandmother and you know like things that are kind of out of her control in in a certain sense
0: and even phil silvers is is um uh uh uh, like this he's he does this too to her
1: yeah it's yeah it's a little uncomfortable that it happens throughout the entire movie if it was just one little moment like oh kidnapping oh that's really kind of cute you know it would have been like oh okay i can i can kind of deal with that but it's just a constant thing and this this episode is turning very dark because the rest of the movie is not this dark <laughs> right but early. this is it's just this the is things a,
0: okay i just wanted to get this out of the way too yeah, because exactly. like this is we are in a very different time period mm-hmm. i'm curious to see how again Like we said in uh, Down to Earth, I'm very curious to see how people of the time viewed this movie. Because like when Genius, when she's like, hey, I'm going to go to the, when Rusty says that I'm going to go to this audition to be the new cover girl and everything. And Genius uh, rips up the thing and everything and is like, you're not doing this. Go Mm -hmm. No, whatever. You're not leaving or whatever. Like, I was just sitting there like, what the
1: fuck is happening? Yeah. It leaves a bad taste in the mouth. Yep. And I think, I think that the rest of the movie is trying to, trying to kind of be a little more uplifting and bounce uh, over this kind of, you know.
0: (sighs) Anti-feminist Anti-feminist thing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know. Because,
0: okay, so there were, the other thing that I noticed is that. Okay, so this is a sort of a fashion-based movie Mm -hmm. where it's about the fashion industry. And I was just like, why is it also a trope that in fashion-based movies that the women are always catty towards each other?
1: I mean, comedy? I mean, the same thing happens in... (laughs) In, in audition rooms now, where you enter and everyone takes a look at you, and they look up and down, and they judge and they you. and they judge you, and they're like, "Oh, are you my type? Are you a threat? Oh, okay, all right, maybe. Oh, maybe, maybe I'll be a. You know, maybe I'm. I'm. I'm going to be better than her. Uh-uh. You know, it's that's just that's just funny uh-huh. that because that's human nature. That's just animalistic. You know, judgy mcjudgerstein's You know, for anyone new coming in, I think that was funny, and I think that's from that's from the women's point of view, from within the biz. You know that that's, so that's a, a
0: Virginia event. That's up. a
1: Virginia kind of thing, I think. um
0: Okay. Uh,
1: yeah. So we can <laughs> we can start getting into like more of the details of 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 these. You know, no, no, because I mean,
0: like, you know, there are moments the the um, when she goes to do the the interview audition mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it yeah and her co-worker is like they want this blah blah blah
1: yeah. Ha, ha, ha. I'm, I'm yeah, yeah. Exactly. I was just sitting
0: there like why why is this here
1: Comedy, <laughs> you know,
0: yeah I guess but- I guess to create to create tension to then bring Mr. Cordaire to Brooklyn yeah. huh
1: exactly <laughs> to, to make it to make it happen so while we're on that that whole audition s- sequence i just want to give a shout out to eve arden who so good. i love her so much so much she i mean she was uh, she's the principal in greece for anyone who wants to really know who she was oh my god yeah yes yes that's She's her. So good. She's so good, and her outfits in this, Stunning. holy Moses! I her ending one, which is like this like fuchsia uh, dress with the purple hat and the purple uh, gloves and the purple like uh, a muff of uh, mm-hmm. flowers. That was gorgeous. She has a she had a one that was this like high white collar that was like this V. this high collared thing. And I was just like, that is just gorgeous. And her, her one liners, I think are the, 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 the the point of view of a woman who is actually fucking in charge of everything that she does, you know, and she's, she is responding to, to, to things with her own little wisecracks and she's kind of bringing, she's kind of leveling the field as, as it were. And I love the fact that she was giving her boss, uh, shit for like so much yeah, shit yeah. at the wedding. Yeah. Well also the one the moment before where it's like, "Yeah, that's not you're not having the hots for her mother. That's her you had the hots for her grandmother, huh, honey. Like you old father. You old motherfucker. You know it's that kind of that kind of uh <laughs> attitude. I just love Eve Arden for everything she does. Yeah.
0: Okay. Love let's it. take a let's take a deep breath. Okay. Okay. All right. So the songs. Yes. I th- I was okay so I was a little confused about the first one the show must go on mm-hmm. where I wasn't sure that it was supposed to be bad right like it was it wasn't supposed to be good
1: but it wasn't as bad as like because Gene Kelly Danny is just shaking his head off camera and I'm like what's the problem
0: I I, mean, I have a funny is- note for this <laughs> what's that Gene Kelly is reacting how I think he does when he's choreographing, choreographing. It's like oh you were like uh, oh, a quarter no. of a beat too late
1: or whatever it was yeah. well because
0: there's clearly like um people are not synchronized at moments and i was just like what is this that on bad? purpose yeah well there was, was a moment bad. where like somebody did a kick at the wrong time than oh, okay, the rest yeah. of the group or yeah. something little things like that but i was like is this supposed to be like
1: and then it is bad
0: yeah. in the world
1: it is and then me. you
0: see it is but also i'm just like i feel like they could have gone further yeah.
1: They could you know like somebody
0: fell or like right. somebody's an eight count ahead
1: <laughs> right or turned the wrong way at some point yeah exactly yep
0: no um
1: and, it, and it's a parody of vaudeville too it's you know they're making they're making kind of a joke about that as well
0: and also it's brooklyn who yeah, goes it's there brooklyn
1: it's not very polished yep
0: <laughs> um <sighs> i also really want to talk about make way for tomorrow so this one Uh, The lyrics were co-written by E.Y. Harburg, which I believe has been on the podcast before, so welcome back, Um, E.Y. This is the one...
1: Did you do uh, um, Wizard of Oz? Not yet. Not yet? Because he wrote... He wrote Wizard of Oz.
0: Oz. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like he was in...
1: Some other thing. Okay.
0: Singing in the Rain or something, maybe, Mm -hmm. Mm because in one of those movies where they make a... um, What do they call it? The... um, uh, trunk something like trunk
1: songs,
0: uh, trunk songs. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he was one of them.
1: Okay. Um, he also wrote Brother Can You Spare a Dime, which is uh, definitely a depression era. Yeah, a big one.
0: So, <laughs> this one I feel like is a precursor to Good Morning and Singing in the Rain. Mm-hmm. In from Singing in the Rain,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think they wrote this song for the, it was definitely a a let's let's get something happy for the for the uh for the troops this is a pro you know soldiers you know that kind of thing oh 44 oh. that kind of thing um it's it's a happy it's, it's a uh it's a it's a let's smile through the through the through the tough times see i didn't tomorrow.
0: Yeah. i didn't pick up on the, the wartime propaganda until yeah. the very end
1: <laughs> well danny himself was injured during the war so he can't go back to being a soldier and so when, must have
0: glossed over that so when things fall that.
1: apart he's an xgi so when things fall apart sort of towards the towards the end and he's like well i don't have rusty anymore i might as well go back into the war in any way i can and so he and he and uh and and uh genius. genius go and uh support the troops and and entertain the troops in their in their own way so that's that's his return to the war effort as it were
0: so imagine yourself in the diner when mm-hmm. they that they, they do their whole clam ritual. Finding, finding oyster ritual yeah ritual and everything you are a diner patron just one Friday night, you're there, and then you hear these three people break out into their well choreographed and highly practiced song. How would you feel?
1: I mean, I would be like, "Yes, finally, movie musicals <laughs> exist in real life! Yay!" Um, I mean, it's adorable. It's like a flash mob kind of kind of that I'd be like, "Where's the where are the cameras? Where are the cameras? The flash mob." Um, you know, I, I enjoy it. Be like oh there's a there's a there's a performance in the middle of the diner okay that kind of thing and also I, I, yeah
0: is it the same set as singing in the rain when they're out on the Ooh, street
1: no i don't know i mean singing in the rain wouldn't be done for another like six years six
0: seven, oh, so maybe not five years
1: um but i did read that um they kind of reconstructed the set of that street so that they could shoot it on they they removed basically one side of the street so they could go all the way down the street without a without a cut
0: mm-hmm. so
1: there was a lot of kind of gene kelly uh co i think he choreographed this with um was it with uh
0: well so uh, i he choreographed though, some of this he, probably yeah i mean but i read that columbia pictures gave him complete control Overmaking of this film right uh this is from imdb everyone i'm reading verbatim mm-hmm. uh many of his ideas contributed to the lasting success he removed several of the soundstage walls there you go uh that you're talking about in the entire street he also did trick photography which we'll or talk about all the alter ego dance which yes. we will definitely have to get to yeah but yeah i mean that's one that Can we just I knew- go into it no no, no uh, sorry make way for tomorrow i want to continue yes. about okay. this one this is one where made me solidify that rita hayworth is a dancer
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: i don't want to say she's classically trained because i don't know but like she's a mover she's a dancer yeah. you know i wish she was also a singer because that <laughs> yeah. would have been a great triple threat
1: martha mears did the uh, dub for rita hayworth in this movie <laughs> also from white christmas holiday inn and duberry was a lady so it's the oh! same voice with all three of those movies also in cover girl
0: oh it sounds like you also were on those episodes yeah, or something I know. Funny,
1: <laughs> funny how that word works <laughs> I, I it's not as good as uh anita what, what was her name from from um from down to earth i prefer ellis, ellis? yeah anita ellis i prefer anita's voice to martha mears there's some something and i think in cover girl she doesn't sound as good as she did in the other uh episodes but or other of, pictures other, other pictures of the other movies but you know
0: and like i'm glad you told me that factoid the last episode again mm-hmm. listen to energy, everyone it's great where <laughs> gene kelly matched olivia newton john not the other way around so right. i feel like he may have done this for this number as well because phil silver's I feel like is also a mover. He was in yeah. Summerstock, right? Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Playing a similar friend character actor moment. But he didn't yeah, even and in... dance or sing in that one really.
1: No, he did, he did a little little thing at the end of Summerstock, but not really. Um and he did the dig for your dinner thing, but let's just talk about Phil Silver's in Cover Girl watching it the second time in a more mature uh outlook i wanted to strangle genius so many fucking times oh yes oh, i yes. was like okay okay co- phil i understand i got it you're the comic i just wanted him to lower it down a little bit make it a little more grounded he had a couple of really funny zingers a l- couple of them but otherwise i just i just didn't like his character i was like Neh. no he could have scraped go- off the uh the trio on its way to success i'd be like sorry sorry genius
0: but the three of them in make way for tomorrow i feel like they're all no one was competing no like that's a true group number or trio right really and it felt like they were all the same talent level and that's what i think i really loved about it yeah, and like, yes, I know the it's it's dumb and it's their routine or whatever, but like, it was thoroughly enjoyable.
1: Yeah, I also like the drunk at the end. <laughs> I was like dancing with them, like, like, whoa, oh, oh, whoa. yeah, that was that was cute.
0: Um, do you want to jump to alter ego dance now? Sure, because we can
1: connect that with Xanadu a little bit, and and honestly, this is the beginning of Gene Kelly's career as a conceptual choreographer where he you know he would take settings um or or dance on skates or uh Mm -hmm. or eventually leading up to an american in paris and singing in the rain and these beautiful ballets of 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 epic proportions and uh the the alter ego dance which has no lyrics whatsoever it's just um music and not really a theme like i couldn't sing to you the alter ego dance song
0: i can't either (laughs) you know you
1: get you have no idea but it's this wonderful it comes out of a monologue with himself where he talks to a reflection of himself in a street um uh in a in a in a on a, a street glass, basically, where there's mannequins and other things, you know, behind the behind the glass and his alter ego, who is reflected in in the glass, starts talking back to him about, you know, you you have to let Rusty have her own life. or But I was the one like this is whole, you know, con- you know, discussion with himself about how much he's going to be a part of Rusty's life and his insecurities about it and he decides to walk down the street and ignore what his alter ego has been telling him and his alter ego leaps out of the glass into the street in this ghostly beautiful you know at the time probably people were very
0: technological very
1: technological and then starts to like almost puppet him back into a dance with him and it's one of those things where it's a it's a it's a give and take kind of where his alter ego does something and he has to mimic it or vice versa and they run around each other and it's this gorgeous uh, trick photography where they shot the whole thing with cameras. I mean, to varying degrees of success, sometimes it doesn't quite match up, but uh, the camera had to do the same movements twice to capture both of them at the at, at, at you know, at different places. And they had to have one set, and I'm not sure if the alter ego set had to be completely black so that he himself would, would shine, so that you didn't see the, the rest of the set.
0: Mm. But
1: but um, but it is this wonderful, and he had to, you know he had to learn the choreography two different ways, so that he had to you know kind of mimic himself.
0: And I it's, it's have- so beautiful. I have a note for Gene Kelly okay. for this movie. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you had a note for Miss Olivia Newton-John. I have a note for him. It's not, but it's not flat-worthy. It's okay. just like a I I would like if the alter ego literally was doing everything reverse,
1: mm, like a like a flip kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So like while real Gene Kelly was like doing something with his right leg, the Alter Eagle was doing with We're his doing left.
1: It, so it's more it's mirror, mirror image.
0: Because well. It is his mirror image. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: if, but that's that's just me. That's just me. I mean it's a great I loved it. It was fantastic. Yeah. I I just wrote down that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh yeah. <laughs> and if you
1: think about uh going back to Xanadu and having Olivia Newton John as the nineteen forties version of herself appear in that ballroom yes and then she walks down the down the uh the stairs and joins him yes. that is a uh, that's a cover girl quote you know had, so
0: it, they had to have been influenced by this movie as well totally. totally so more so than what we're maybe more so than what we're giving it credit to um or we're giving too much credit to it but...
1: yeah yeah true but I, um, I mean, but Gene would have been right there, like, "Hey, what did you do to do this? Oh, I did this. Oh, okay, good. Like, you've got the you've got the literal source of some of these amazing old time musical theater uh, movie tropes right then and there. Just ask him, and he'll help. You know,
0: it's gorgeous. Yeah,
1: and and that the alter ego sequence is probably the thing that stayed with me. Since I saw it, you know, thirty years ago, it's it's the thing that sticks with you in terms of in terms of that. Since we're Th- that...
0: doing a lot of like pulling from past episodes and everything, yeah. which do you prefer, this or Summerstock, the paper nu- the newspaper number?
1: Oh, that's hard. I think Jean told. Oh God, I think I.
0: I know they're in very different. Of...
1: In terms of the athleticism and the the preciseness, I think I would do the the newspaper. You wonderful you from Summerstock. Stock, um, just because it's so char- so charming. And alter he's making is, music out of he's making things, music yeah. out of things which is so relatable and 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 lovely. And he had he had perfected that storytelling by that time. Um, but the alter ego is it's it's just it's it's the thing that kind of echoes I think through movie musicals um for you know generations afterwards i think
0: um so i was also reading on imdb to totally shift gears on you uh (laughs) uh, the title cover girl comes from the phrase conover cover girl harry conover was the founder of a model agency one of the top ones or the top one Mm -hmm. and a lot of the women i believe if I'm reading this correctly, a lot of the women in this movie are from there. Um, yeah, every once in a while, you'd
1: see this one lady go in going to the office or be seen at a at a at a, uh, a restaurant or something, and they'd be like, "Hi, uh, blah blah blah," and they'd be like, "Hi," da, da, da. and well, and
0: Jinx and it would be it would be or... like
1: having having uh you know uh how, what's a... It'd be like having RuPaul, you know, like <laughs> being at a thing like, "Hi, Ru," you know, something like that, or modern a modern model
0: type. Well, uh jinx uh-huh. Falkenberg plays herself which i think she was a model i mean a model actress as well yeah, uh, probably um but there's there's that whole oh god i hated the song so much i hated the titular song cover girl that girl yeah. on the cover it was so long it was so long and yeah i'm Okay, so is, this that is the Broadway
1: they're... sequence, like the Broadway stage sequence, where yeah, where the,
0: where there's like twenty minutes of the model and then their head, and then they show you the picture they that they the turn the into. Well,
1: also remember this is this is eye candy for the GIs that are gonna see this. You know that that are like that, it's so long. I know, I know. I I wrote down these ladies all look like, like the producers' girlfriends got cast in the parade because <laughs> some of them some of them are gorgeous and then others are pretty, but then they have this like look on their face. And I'm like, w-. it's hard not to make fun of their expressions because some of them just don't know how to look at a camera and smile and be personable. Some of them are like, okay, what are you thinking? Oh, that's sc- That woman is scary. Oh.
0: Also now, I don't know if this is because of the time or because they, this was how they actually looked on covers I felt the costumes were too pedestrian mm, until yeah. Rita shows up.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe I don't want to overshadow her.
0: Well, I mean, give me gowns. Yeah. I or like give give me a little more of a fantasy. Like I This is Broadway after all. For can fuck's you imagine?
1: Sake. Can you imagine it's Broadway and then 80 watching. years later
0: we're still com- we're complaining about this. But I, I it's so weird cuz like oh yeah, this is the Broadway show within the show again talk about something that's so random that you don't understand but like yeah i was oh god it was so long and then when rita showed up i was just like i'm bored i really you're beautiful and you're stunning in that dress but i'm so bored i'm done with this
1: i liked how the broadway stage was so huge it had its own weather you could see like clouds above but also I appreciated the fact that they did kind of do a good job in making it look like an actual Broadway stage and then in complete contrast to the tiny stage that Danny had.
0: Yes. Comparatively.
1: And the limitations that he had to deal with. So I I, I said, okay, that's kind of, that's realistic. Like in that.
0: this moment, I like the fantasy of a, of the stage, of the Broadway stage in movies. Right. right because you get the con the like you said the contrast right um i i forgive this one for the the set pieces for cover girl that girl on the cover yeah uh because i'm like okay i get it you're supposed to show you're showing that you have more money you're showing that this is um not brooklyn <laughs> how many stabs at brooklyn can we take in i this? know i know so <laughs> many so many
1: <laughs> yep um yeah i mean And there's, there's a lot, I mean, I will say that the, going back to like the songs, this, this Jerome Kern and Ira Gershwin, how can you say no to that combination of brilliant writers? And there is
0: the one song that they did not write. And I want to give the correct people credit. So long ago and far away, the one that I believe it's the, is it a duet with Rita and Jean?
1: Um, he kind of does it at the end, but she—I she, think she does.
0: So the music by that one was by Henry E. Pether, and lyrics are by Fred W. Lee. And really,
1: that's not Kern.
0: That's not. That's what I found. That's
1: okay. That's different from what I have.
0: Oh, uh mm. oh, uh oh, uh oh. I had Poor
1: John as Henry E. Pe- no, Poor John is Henry E. Pether with fred lee as lyrics from 1906
0: you're right i am so sorry
1: okay
0: i mm, okay i misread okay. so okay so poor john is the one okay because also poor john i didn't have in my notes i forgot it
1: yeah. <laughs> and, then and then it, it happened kind of- and i was like
0: what the fuck is this song
1: I know. So going back to uh, let's talk about long ago and far away which is uh It is
0: a Kern and Gershwin song, you were right. It's a Kern yes. and
1: Gershwin song. It's ranked 92nd on the American Film Institute's 2004 list of AFI's 100 Years 100 Songs. It is one of the most popular um you know of the time of the era um move uh songs. It was covered, it was revered it's lovely and if you think about it Jerome Kern has some of the most lush melodies ever written in, a, in the American songbook and i think long ago and far away is definitely in that um he wrote um he wrote showboat for god's sakes hmm. i mean you know you can't get more lush than some of those those melodies and he wrote one of the one of my favorite songs um all the things you are if you've ever heard that song it's very very much it's it's better than long ago and far away but it's in the same um some same oeuvre of these (laughs) just just gorgeous melodies
0: i so also watching this movie i realized that the way that the musical movie is defined over a year over the decades and everything changes a lot so like at this time period, a lot of the saw so- a lot of musical movies, I'm not saying all, I'm saying a lot of them, the songs are all performative. Mm-hmm. They're not the Broadway where it's like, I have too much of emotion and I need to express it only through song and dance. Right. And I feel like nowadays we're going towards that the latter than the former.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, also remember during both in vaudeville and also in in broadway they were writing the pop popular songs of the day you would perform a song and maybe it would be recorded onto like a record or or a wax cylinder you know in in the early times but they would they would tin pan alley was full of people like gershwin and kern and irving berlin and they were chugging out all these songs in order to sell sheet music so people could sit down at their own piano and play through songs that they could sing. So it wasn't like high notes and low notes. It was or skelting notes or anything like that. It was stuff that they could sing around the the piano and perform themselves because someone in the, in the family always knew how to play the piano because... <laughs> That's That's what you did. That's what you did. And so for radio. Yeah. So long ago and far away, whether it was being performed on radio or whether it was being, the sheet music was being published, that was being written with the concept of we're going to sell this song. Um, You know? Well,
0: and that also brings me to "Sure thing and poor John, Mm -hmm. which are the uh, flashbacks. Again, we're doing flashbacks Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, where those are performative and like, Poor John was added because I think I read that it was added because like it was the song of the time period that yeah, we're flashing back to nineteen oh six, yeah. And it's a British song, so they're doing it with more of a accents yeah. and everything. Yep.
1: Sort of. She's very Lucille Ball in that sequence, <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay, you know, I, I, you know, I, I, her accent really sucks in that sequence. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, but,
0: sure. like, a... but I like
1: the little button outfits, really cute.
0: The pearly kings and queens, yeah,
1: the pearly kings and queens, it's very ah. cute, very cute. Um, yeah, but that, that was, and remember, a flashback to 1906, that was only 40 years earlier. So, there are people in the audience that that's their nostalgia, that's their childhood again, or young, oh, adulthood. Jesus. We're just... Remember once again, just like Xanadu was nineteen, 19- connecting late 1970s all the dots. Forties, hey, this is forties to aughts. You know,
0: we we promised to connect the dots as to why <laughs> I made you do all these back to back to back. Exactly.
1: Um, exactly. You know,
0: uh, so, but yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's not a slight. It's just more so like I'm having a realization at this moment where I was like, oh man, I'll, because we did. We're you and I do a lot of classic Hollywood mm-hmm. and a lot of those. I feel like there are some moments in some of them where it isn't. It is a. I have so much emotion. I'm going to sing now, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like a lot of them are. I'm performing right. for somebody. Whether right. it's I'm pre- we're practicing, or um, we're in Brooklyn and there's only three people in the audience, or it's a Broadway stage and it's packed. You right. know, it's
1: or if it is out of an emotion, it's a very simple. Uh, uh, springboard to start singing you know that it's because long ago and far away i don't it's not in the um it's not it's not being performative it's not it's coming out of kind of a schmaltzy romantic thing and i wish they had sung it a little simpler but it's very over dramatically you know yeah performed but it's beautiful it's it's gorgeous
0: and even like make way for tomorrow is justified because there's a piano player yeah. at the diner
1: like you gotta you know it's like the algonquin Again, there's hotel a... there's a there's a piano in the middle of the lobby why not a diner you know oyster
0: or, or, how do they, how do they say? or oysters <laughs> the poils, poils.
1: <laughs> yes exactly
0: um yeah. uh okay let's see do i have anything else that i want to talk about do you have anything else you want to talk about um before we get to strap in flat
1: sure i mean I will say that the sure thing, the very first time we see um, Maribel in her, in her performing thing, that whole horse, the racehorse sequence.
0: So dumb. I love it. It was,
1: but I was looking at it going, this is really flat and stilted. Like the choreography wasn't like, even the sets were flat. There was no, there wasn't a lot of joy (laughs) in this, in this performance. And I just, I was like, okay she was a star back then i guess i don't don't see it i don't see why (laughs) can i tell you one of
0: the notes i wrote (laughs) what so okay so we're doing these movies obviously rita hayworth plays a muse in the in uh, down to earth we talked about olivia newton john playing a muse as well before it's revealed that mirabelle is rusty's grandmother for sure thing i wrote down is rita playing a witch interesting like she's really i thought Aldrin i
1: thought, off stage before she goes on so she can be noticed by the
0: well i thought this was like some sort of magical realism or something where well, it's I'm like where she's like dorian gray or something yeah. where she's immortal and doesn't age so mm-hmm. until it's revealed oh no she's playing two different people two right. very different people
1: very very different people
0: just happens to have the same hair color and everything <laughs>
1: Well, she's called Rusty for a reason. (laughs) That's for her. Her hair is rusty. That's, I think, that's the only
0: reason. They they never say her real name, right? If she has a real name, no, no, no,
1: she has a she has a name. Oh, I can't remember what it is though. But everyone,
0: it if it's said, it's only said like once. Even on IMDb, it's Rusty Parker. Okay, do you you ready? Ready for Sharp and Flat? Well,
1: let me let me look. Oh, you got one other thing. There's a couple of lines. In this, because I always you need to write it. down some of the funny lines, like Eve Arden says, "Well, keep your nightlife down and your hope, uh, yeah, and your hopes up." And, you know, that's really cute. Um, don't say,
0: don't say the one line at the phone. If no, you I
1: love that line
0: because it's, it's one the, of chorus my the, the chorus, chorus girl. The chorus girl. It's one of my sharps. Oh.
1: sure, I'll marry you. Who's this? That one? <laughs> oh my god, that's. <laughs> You can cut me out, but you can describe it later.
0: <laughs> oh, no, it's okay. We'll have this moment. <laughs> uh, We're unhinged, like, yeah, everyone. Um, But yeah, I the, this one... Yeah, Eve Arden, I, f- I agree with you, had a lot... And I feel like they wanted Phil Silvers to have a lot of the, the quotable lines.
1: Yeah. But I think he had didn't... one that was like, how long since you left Harvard? Like... <laughs> talking to the bartender, I think, or the bartender said that to him. (laughs) There's some, see, there's some little, little jabs of brilliance that were, oh, the
0: the other. The the, uh, response, the, uh, not calling response, the repeating of uh, Phil Silvers saying those lines to Eve Arden and then she repeats them at the end. Like, that's funny too. Yeah, That was fun. And then
1: then I think Eve talking about Rusty going back to Danny's at the end, at the, towards the end she said uh, Cinderella wants to take another peek at the ashes I'm like oh that's a good one too that's beautiful that's, uh, that was and I like the fact that Rusty kind of becomes a diva and has to, has to pull her own self down you know by the end and return well,
0: so okay when when she goes to pops or the diner at the end Mm -hmm. and pops the bartender is there um and he blames her for everything i wrote down no pops danny mcguire closed down danny mcguire's because he has a fragile male ego yeah if he was smart okay (laughs) virginia we need to talk for a hot second
1: okay
0: (laughs) i get it that this is all about missed love and everything but like there could have been a moment I feel like where Danny McGuire tries to uh, use Rusty's new success to his advantage, mm-hmm. and maybe that is the turn where it's like, "Why are you? Why are you abusing me this way?" Right.
1: Well, they do do the set, the put me to the test where they he's highlighting uh, Rusty as a as the dance uh, the dance thing where where he's like you know that yes sequence, but
0: like. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like if it was like a little more or something or like he if he's genuinely happy that he, he's selling out. Yeah. And there's a a fuck ton of people waiting to come into the right. the bar, the yeah. club. Yeah. I needed that. I yeah. think I needed that.
1: Oh, speaking of uh the adoration of Rusty, the group of uh kids that were autograph hounds getting Rusty's signature, yeah. one of them was Shelley Winters.
0: Oh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Fun fact too, uh, I dropped the <laughs> I dropped a nugget that Rita Hayworth mar- married Orson Welles. They eloped during this movie.
1: Oh, <laughs> look at that! There and it,
0: according to IMDb, coincidentally, the film's wedding scene was shot the day that they were they uh, eloped. Oh,
1: did she just grab the wedding dress and leave?
0: The- <laughs> did she I pull was? the thing? <laughs> just- she left the set and literally went literally down to town hall. The
1: town hall. <laughs> like, I, I wonder how this movie, like you, you think about like alternative endings and whatever. If Danny hadn't found the pearl at the end as a sign that he should go and, you know, stop the wedding basically by getting that pearl into her hand somehow. Like the, the everything in this movie, the, the success or the failure of this relationship relies on a single oyster that happened to have a pearl in it. Well, I saw it as
0: Chekhov's gun, in a way.
1: That they introduced it in the very beginning, and so eventually someone's going to have to find a pearl mm-hmm. at the end. I get it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It,
0: it, it. It was a plot device, just like how... They talk about how her grandmother was in love with the piano player and then she Mm -hmm. saw the piano and that's what ended it. So it was like the sign. Yeah,
1: the sign that that interrupts. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say that there was a lot of dialogue, especially between Rusty and Danny, about face versus feet as a metaphor for hardworking. Whether you're going to do the hard work of walking or hoofing it or you know, putting in the hard work of, of that, or le- letting your face do all the work, which is kind of the easy way out of things.
0: And I don't know. I think both are hard, personally. I
1: I I'm just talking about the levels of of metaphor. Okay. Because this is also in we're still in a war, and we're kind Got of it. in. We're trying kind of teaching people. You gotta put in the hard work, the hours, the you know, put holes in holes in your shoes to to save, you know, the men and you know the soldiers out there. So it's an interesting kind of um, uh, back and forth about whether you use your face or your or your feet to find success. So, yeah.
0: And on that note, mm-hmm. let's get to sharp and flat, shall we? Okay. Sure. Sharp flat. So in this section, we're going to highlight some moments, whether or not we talked about it. If we liked it, it's sharp. And if we didn't like it or thought it could change, it's flat. You'd think after 207 episodes, I'd get so bored by saying that, but I don't. Maybe
1: someone's hearing it for the first time. Maybe somebody's listening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We've been doing flats first because we've been ending on a high note. So (laughs) let's continue the trend. Okay. Oh, I saw my first flat. You want to go for it? Yes. Okay. It's so dumb in the song sure thing yes right she's literally in a spotlight and they end it too early and i hated that <laughs> i hated they cut that the ret-
1: spotlight too quickly
0: every she because she <laughs> says like it, i i'm gonna just make up words you know she's like yeah. uh the last two words of the song are to you or whatever right yeah. i don't know if that's true but we're making it up so yeah. it's she sings to and then they turn the light off and then she sings you and like <laughs> all darkness and i was just like guys
1: come guys. on fire the the <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so dumb but i flatted it it's keeping right. it um okay this is a real flat genius trying to talk rusty out of going to meet with john yeah genius, um, shut
1: the fuck up genius, jesus
0: fuck up. <sighs> uh also, on the same vein, I'm flatting the men not listening to Rusty, so the men. Mm, uh,
1: men in general. Um, I
0: want to I wanna flat the CoverGirl montage that w- was so long. Yeah. And then the fact that there was a wedding. I want to flat that. Because, like, how long is this move? Like, how what's the time frame of this movie? <laughs> I, I get it. I know that there's a lot of shotgun weddings in um, uh classic Hollywood, because like they're like got to move the story along. <laughs> yeah. we'll but like, make... how much t- was it? Was it uh, all I needed? Was like it's been six months and Danny hasn't been back or whatever. You know, that's you all kind I needed. Of got.
1: That you kind of got that sense because he's been off to war to entertain the troops for a little bit. So,
0: but even then, it's like six months to have a wedding to a man you don't barely like. know
1: and don't barely know. Him. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um. Okay, what are your flats?
1: Um, I mean my flats is that Rusty has to make a choice. <laughs> you know? Oh. Uh-huh. A Broadway career and having love and and friendship and, and you know, things like Why that. Why can't she have both? Why can't she have both? Um <laughs> and at the end, when she's like doing Make Way for Tomorrow with her trio, I'm like, uh, what happened to her Broadway contract? Is she still <laughs> on contract is there understudy going on is that folding uh i'll be the understudy i'll just go on it's okay. <laughs> i just wondered, wondered what that is um i just hated john the young version of john and his older version is so creepy to modernize it's just uh, yeah i yeah yeah exactly um are you talking I,
0: about the look of the actor or like no no, no just the his character? behavior his, oh yeah oh, okay just,
1: She, yeah, she, it's the kidnapping again. All these, Mm. all these things. Um, a thousand percent agree. So, men, so, So, men, yeah. (laughs) Um, you know, some of these are just such big, you know, big kind of overall things that I'm just like, ah, that's that's kind of covers it. (laughs) Okay, wise, flat wise, yes.
0: Um, okay, so sharp, my sharps tap uh, I love tap I will always sharp tap yeah tap dancing yep. I love it um as soon as it started and all those girls were tapping although I think they're supposed to be tapping Badly. poorly yeah yeah not well like I was just like I don't care I love it and then yep. obviously as the sh- the movie goes on there's more tapping that's done you know, so lovely, right? Yeah. Correctly yep. or whatever. Yep. And I was just like, okay, tap. We love tap. I love Jean Kelly tapping. Give me more Jean Kelly tapping. Yep. Um, <laughs> I really did like and sharp the, their post show Friday night ritual of finding a pearl. Cause it yeah, seemed it's like, like the three of them felt in that moment real.
1: Yeah. Natural and, and good. I I don't understand why they wouldn't eat the oysters. I don't understand that they didn't like oysters. That is very foreign to me. So once again, if you want to, you know, order oysters, I'll eat them.
0: <laughs> I don't You can chuck them and find the pearl and keep it. Exactly. I'll just eat the oyster. Yeah. I'll just eat the oysters. <laughs> exactly. Um, but like, I just, I, I love that they had the the waving of the hands over and the little prayer that they say to the, to them failing, to the song, like the whole thing. I just. I was like, "Yes, this is what friends do. Like, you have a thing that is you just your, you yours your, and yours alone. You have
1: your theme song that you can yeah. just whip out any any time, and um, cheer each cheer each other up."
0: <laughs> the chorus girl answering the phone: "Sure, I'll marry you. Who's this?" Like, I, <laughs> she's I, she's awesome. I, 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 if I remember correctly, too, she's deadpan while saying oh, totally. it.
1: "Totally, sure, I'll marry you. Who's this?" Yeah, it's just
0: the best
1: if i can get one of those lines on a show and just just enjoy the shit out of that that would be lovely <laughs> that's all i ask
0: and then yeah. my my last sharp is rusty looking like a goddamn goddess in the diner in her wedding dress when the wind oh, blows grass. Go and far
1: away like yeah, exactly. well, I was just
0: like that's a grand entrance, yeah, <laughs> that's,
1: grand, entrance.
0: grand entrance, grand entrance, like that's yes. how you, that's how you. I think it took my breath away seeing yeah. that, um, yeah, like like I talked about in Down to Earth, Rita Hayworth is like a like spotlight luminescent. Yeah that moment i was just like god damn it you're a fucking goddess
1: <laughs> literally and figuratively yeah, exactly.
0: yeah uh what were your sharps
1: uh eve arden first of all again she's yeah so... i you know
0: what i didn't have her in my list but yes i agree with she's you i want so to
1: kick-ass yeah and and rita hayworth is so wholesomely sexy it's like yeah, I, there's, there's, I, I, I understand why they cast her as this cover girl, and I loved, I, as much as the cover girl sequence was just so over the top, so, and ridiculous, um... You get the understanding of in Singing in the Rain when they're making a, and I think it was, um, in Duberry was Levy, the Calendar Girl sequences, or the, yes, you know, the sequences where they go from one to the next, but they're kind of making fun of this cover girl look you know, and 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 theme so um which so, yeah was, that was fun
0: do you think that was like a busby berkeley kind of a thing that they're referencing or busby berkeley do you know it. what i'm talking about like they they may be referencing old even older movies where Maybe. they were like grandiose
1: yeah and certainly there's always been sequences in older movies even even busby Berkeley's, where the camera just slowly p- pans through the beautiful women you know to mm-hmm. to to you know have have someone ogle them you know and that's that was the entertainment of the day
0: oh my god what's his name mac and mabel the the guy mac from mac and mabel
1: Fuck. are we talking the bernadette peters one
0: the the show the character
1: oh. the who's
0: real the one that did, he did like bathing beauties him he i think they're referencing him fuck Uh, uh, are
1: you gonna gonna pause and look it up yes okay
0: max okay so i think i think that they are referencing max senate uh at that time he's a director of like the uh 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 20s maybe late teens when it's silent films and he did the bathing beauties and i think that's what they're referencing they're not parodying it i think they are for the cover girl moment it's just so long (laughs) well
1: it's also ziegfeld follies where it's just these beautiful women just walking down staircases in these gorgeous outfits and that's Mm -hmm. it you know and they're just trying to stay upright
0: although they're in this movie they're in pedestrian stuff exactly (laughs) until the little little girl came out i'm not gonna lie i I shit on that moment and i was just like you know what you like took a hard left and I'm very happy. Cause it's not another beautiful woman. It's like exactly. something a little different. Okay. exactly.
1: Uh, so yeah, Eve Arden, uh, the alter ego dance is, is, is one of those things that is just, should be embedded in every single, you know, class about movie musicals history. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really love long ago and far away as a song. I will sing that. That's fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh, I see you putting it in your book. Okay. <laughs> okay
1: yeah. Um uh and uh the, I wrote down this is kind of like going goes back to your initial opinion of Gene Kelly as a um as an asshole. Mm-hmm. But there's a moment where I can't remember who it who it is whether it's Phil Silvers whether it's genius or someone else either does something or says something that really pisses Danny off and Gene Kelly I've seen it before in other in other movies. Gene Kelly has this, oh, I'm almost gonna backhand you, but then he stops movement, which is so funny. It's one of those like, oh God, I'm gonna, this is not the time, but I'm really want to backhand you, and, oh. <laughs> and then he and then he then he, you know, checks himself and doesn't do it. But there was there was that moment where he where he does that. Um, yeah, and and I, I also wanted to point out that at one point uh in the who's complaining which is Genius's little uh performance with the girls they quote who could ask for anything more which is a another ira gershwin song so which one what, which one is that from um i got rhythm Thank I you got music yeah
0: because i was just like oh yeah I was I I I spiraled a little bit cuz I was just like I know this I know that it's well, on my that. brain it's on the tip of my tongue I thought it was like 42nd Street or something like that well not what would become 42nd Street right right so i don't think is 42nd Street the movie the musical the
1: original with ruby keeler was earlier
0: that was a musical 30s. right
1: yeah in the in okay
0: yeah so I thought it was from there. Okay. I was just like, no, because I—it's not the uh, we're in the money.
1: No, <laughs>
0: <laughs> not that. Um, but yeah, he was that's,
1: quoting that. Yeah.
0: Would you add any of the songs to your life's playlist?
1: Long ago and far away.
0: And see, I'm gonna add "Make Way for Tomorrow." That is a really cute song.
1: I would and- I would combine that with um, what's the song from um, "Bye Bye Birdie." The uh, put on a happy face. Uh, i would combine that like put on a happy face make way for tomorrow oh you know like a little like smash up of those two that'd be
0: cute a nice little mashup (laughs) um and on that note sierra we're done we're done with the three for three we did it
1: I would like to thank you for bringing me through the McGuire verse the <laughs> Danny McGuire verse <'cause laughs> there There's some magical thing. And I know that, you know, when Danny Maguire closed down his, his, uh, his, his Brooklyn vaudeville uh, cabaret. Uh, cabaret, and I guess Rusty left him because he had to go into construction and open Xanadu 40 years later. So I don't know what happened, you know. And she died you think she, died? she <gasps> died and then she became a goddess and turned into olivia newton john and returned to him now i get it okay
0: yeah maybe she died yeah no. so
1: that's that's the <laughs>
0: that's that's what that's <laughs> that's the, <that's... laughs> the mcguire verse oh god we're so punch drunk silly right now <laughs> uh what do you have to plug or promote
1: well, uh, you can find me online, Sierra Rein, uh S-I-E-R-R-A-R-E-I-N. And that is on the .com, the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Instagram. And a little bit of the TikTok, although I'm a little silly on those. Um, and I'm doing a live show with you.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. So this is the last episode that I'm going to whore this thing out to because it's happening on Sunday, everyone. Yay! Sunday, February 19th. We are... 4 4 p.m. We're doing Life's But A Song live. It is at the Lori Beachman here in New York City. So if you're in New York, Sunday, February 19th at 4 p.m., you should show up. Tickets are $15. There's a $25 food and drink minimum. Uh, so 40 bucks for a night of being entertained, seeing you get to see me, yeah, physically, <laughs> physically, physically, you get to see me. Um, and then we have uh, I've compiled some besties of the pod. Sierra is definitely one of them. She will be singing a medley of Cover Girls, so actually, she will be singing <laughs> Cover Girl, that girl on the cover.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, no, please don't make me do that. No, and
0: doing all the poses. Uh, All twenty minutes of posing
1: Oh,
0: no <laughs> no, she's not doing that <laughs> um so yes, come on out, uh, you know it'll be fun, and it's also somebody's birthday kinda of. uh but also if you uh i don't i don't I don't know what to ask the good people, I usually do too, I don't know what to say um do you do you agree with my hair <laughs> theory about who <laughs> Rusty is in Xanadu, I'd like to know. Uh you can email me at ButasongPod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok sometimes. Uh the last two, uh at pod Let me know if you're coming to the Life's Butter Song Live. It'll tickets are fifteen dollars and twenty five dollar food and drink minimum. Did I mention everything else? It's at the Lori Beachman. In New York I City. Think,
1: I think by this time they know.
0: They know? Great. They know. Um, and if you're listening to this past February 19th, 2023, it happened! Hooray! <laughs> I was magnificent. She w- Yes, yes. Doing a medley of all the songs from the past three episodes. Um, oh my
1: god, can you imagine?
0: <laughs> it'll just be you. Um, no. Uh, but yeah, Sierra, thank you so much for coming back. Oh, wait, hold on. No. Uh, and if you want to be part of the next episode's conversation, well, it is another Second Chance Theater episode, and we will be recovering Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. 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 It's such a good one. Feed me. <laughs> Sierra, thank you so much for putting up with me for the last it's, few episodes. It's
1: been a journey. It's been a journey.
0: Yeah, it's, been a, it's been a wild journey. You're wild. Um, cl-
1: Wild and wonderful journey.
0: I'm glad when I pitched it to you. And I was just like, you'll understand. You you got it right away. Why these three <laughs> movies. Uh, we will be seeing you again in the future. Who knows when. But be on the lookout, everyone. And bye for now. See you long ago and far away.